0: Before well, our message today, we are going to take some time to look back over this year and uh, I want to start by asking you, if you had to sum up 2020 in one word, what would it be? So feel free to uh, call out some words. I know there's some words that we would probably use about this year that we won't say out loud, uh, but for you this year, if you had to sum up this year in one word, what word would you use? Topsy-turvy. Topsy-turvy, very nice, yes. Difficult. Difficult, yep. Long. Long, that's good. Any other words come to mind? Yep, Gary? Hopefulness, Hopefulness. okay, great. Did you say COVID, Ross? Yep, (laughs) definitely been a key word this year. Yes, I wrote down a few others. Unprecedented, that's a word we've heard just once or twice throughout this year, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, Sorry? Overwhelming, Overwhelming. yes, that's another good one. So uh, tiring, I had as well. Exhausting, uh, turbulent was another one that I had. We know that this has been a really, really challenging year in lots and lots of ways for the vast majority of us. And yet today, Uh, We want to take some time to be able to look back over the year and to be encouraged about the fact that even in the midst of all of the challenges that we face, there still have been some good things for us to be able to focus on and to be able to celebrate together as a church community. So this is one of my favourite parts of the year is that on the last Sunday, we take this opportunity to look back and to be able to celebrate some of the good things that have happened. And so I hope this will be an encouragement to you that even though it feels like it's been a long, tiring, exhausting year, all of those words that we just used, there are some good things for us to be grateful for for as well. For me, any time that we have a baptism, that's one of the most exciting things about this year. And so we're really, really grateful to be able to celebrate Gary's baptism this year. And uh, particularly to be able to have that, we kind of snuck that in between the two lockdowns that we had when we were actually here in person. And so it was really great to be able to celebrate that. Part of the reason why I love baptisms is because they really do sum up everything about what we're about as a church family. So baptisms remind us of people who have said, yes, I want to center my life on Jesus. Baptisms are an opportunity for us as spiritual family to gather around and to celebrate a significant marker in someone's journey. And baptism is this beautiful symbol of a life that's been changed. It's a beautiful symbol of transformation. And so that was a really great thing for us to be able to celebrate through this year. It was also really exciting to be able to welcome some people into membership. And so again, members, uh, membership helps us to remember the things that we're passionate about. And so again, for our members, they're people who have said, yes, I want to follow Jesus and make him the center of my life. But membership is a great way of us being able to celebrate the fact that we are spiritual family and that some new people have said, I wanna be a part of this spiritual family. This is where I want to be able to sink my roots down and say, this is home. But there's also an element of transformation and lives being changed as people become members with us. And uh, particularly this year, it was so great to be able to see that the four members that we welcomed in, so Matt and Megan and Kate and Leonie, to see that they have already changed us. That becoming a part of our church family has meant that we're different because of that. And the things that each of you bring into the life of our church family are really greatly appreciated and you're making a huge difference in people's lives as well. And so that's a huge thing for us to be able to celebrate from this year always think that it's helpful to rewind back and look at all the series that we do throughout the year. Uh, hopefully, this will trigger a couple of thoughts where God might have said something or challenged you about something as we've made our way through uh, the different series that we've looked at. We started this year out uh, with a theme of moving forward together, and talked again about our key themes of being Jesus-centred, spiritual family, and seeing lives change, and uh, unpacked each of those and what that meant, and at the time, talked about all these great ideas that we had and all these goals that we had set for this year and everything that was going to happen, which all then got completely scrapped as we headed into March. But as we went into March, we did a series that was called Love Your Neighbour. And so we said, we wanna set some time aside to talk about what it really means to love our neighbours in practical ways. And it was really amazing that that happened. We got the first two weeks of that series in and then lockdown happened. And we know that a big part of what we talked about as we then moved online was what it does mean for us to look out for our neighbours and to recognise that that is something that's baked into all of us. There was this huge surge of neighbourliness that kicked in uh, as we went into lockdown. We then modified some things and uh, moved into a series that was called Simple Church, where we really went back to basics and talked about what does it look like to read our Bibles and what's the best way of us being able to read our Bibles, how can we continue to try some different prayer practices, particularly as we spend time in isolation back then, and then what does it look like for us to be able to gather together and to still be the church even though we weren't able to meet in the same place. We then went into a series uh, where we unpacked the life of Jonah and talked about his amazing story and what it was that we could learn from that. And then at the end of July, we were able to come back together and we did a series that was called The Church is Like, and we talked about a whole bunch of different pictures of what the church is like. We talked about the church being like a family, a body, a temple, a beehive, a flock of sheep, And a footy team. And I know there was lots of really positive feedback about that as we challenged ourselves to recognise what the church is supposed to be and these beautiful biblical pictures that we have of what the church is meant to be. As we moved into September then, uh, we did a series called Life Hacks where we unpacked some of the key proverbs that help us to understand life the way that God created it to be. And then we moved into a series that was called Shape where we talked about our spiritual gifts, our heart, our abilities, our personality, and our experiences. And again, I know there was a number of you who came and said that that was a really helpful series as you discovered more about yourselves and more about the ways in which God has uniquely wired you and uh, did those different activities that we did each week, some homework that you had to do at home uh, to be able to understand more about what that looked like. And then that took us all the way up to Christmas where we did the series All I Want for Christmas where we talked about those four Advent themes of hope, love, joy. And peace. And so my hope is that at least one of those series was helpful for you and that there have been a number of times throughout the year where you have really sensed God challenging you, encouraging you, inspiring you, teaching you something. And uh, that even just being reminded of those series brings some things back to mind that God has worked on in your life. Obviously as a part of that, a big part of this year has been about our transition to online services and what that all looked like and so uh, I want to say a big thank you for your patience with that as we worked out what that meant and what that looked like and how we could do it and uh, all the different iterations that we went through of that but it was really really great uh, to have you participate in them and I know that especially in the first lockdown this sense of us being able to recognise that even if we're not able to necessarily connect with each other there's a sense of knowing that we're all in the same space together and being able to watch something together and uh, also to be able to talk about what that means. And There were some new things that we learnt, some new practices that we developed that we've continued on with that were a part of those online services. We also uh, at that time started giving at home services to people who didn't have internet access or people who found it challenging to be able to access our online services. And so again, we've had lots of feedback that that was really helpful for people to be able to still follow along with the same themes that we were doing, be able to do some of the same practices that we were doing, even if again, we weren't able to be in the same space. Alongside of that, our kids and youth ministry has continued to function throughout the year. And so uh, our youth ministry in particular has had to morph and change in lots of significant ways. And so I wanna say a big thank you to Matt in particular, who helped our youth ministry to move online. So uh, they spent a number of weeks where they were doing youth online on Zoom. And uh, Matt came up with some very creative ways for them to be able to hang out and spend some time together and to not lose any momentum. It was one of the things that I was most encouraged about is that when lockdown ended, the students came back and we were able to re-engage with them and I've been really, really encouraged to see the growth in our youth leadership team, so Matt and Tim and Josh and Megan and now Kate is going to join our youth leadership team as well and so it's been really, really great to see them continue to develop throughout this year and to be able to hear about some of the awesome things that have been happening uh, with our students as they've been able to talk about some things that are really meaningful and helpful for them and to see a real community that's forming there. And uh, I said to them when we wrapped up the year that I'm really excited about the platform that's been built heading into next year. There's a really solid foundation uh, that's gonna set us up well for what the future holds. We also continued to support our kids in all the different ways that we navigated through things. So we had God's Gang when we were able to when it was here, Uh, but we also provided some at-home resources for our families uh, in the times when we were in lockdown. And so I want to say a big thank you to Beck, who's not here this morning because she's having a well-earned rest, uh, who navigated her way through all of those different complexities. Uh, Beck stepped in to kind of coordinate things with God's Gang this year and uh, didn't know what she was getting herself in for when she signed up at the start of the year and then had to do all of these these different things that were a part of that, uh, but we're really grateful for the way we've been able to support our kids and their families through that together. We also know that our Tuesday connect group has continued to function throughout the year, again, in different ways and different <laughs> iterations of what that's looked like. Um, but I know that that's been a really significant place for a number of people to be able to feel supported and still stay connected, especially in lockdown. A lot of the people who are in our Tuesday group uh, are not people who are online. And so I know having that sense of community with each other was really, really important. And uh, it was great to hear the ways that you adapted and morphed around things. And also then a couple of weeks ago when we had our last online service, uh, they got together at Dulcie's house uh, to be able to watch the service together which was really great and something that I wish I'd thought of back in March uh, but it's really great that it happened and it does mean that if we have to go back into any version of that, we've now got some other options that we can explore. We've also continued to have uh, our outreach opportunities, so we do a number of things where we engage with people from the local community and again, they've been really challenging but there's been some hopeful positive signs as a part of that. So Playgroup this year uh, has obviously adapted to all of the lockdowns and then back online, uh, but when we came out of the first lockdown, there was about six to eight families who continued uh, to come along and a number of them started to invite other families along, which is a really, really positive sign that they feel like this is a great place to to belong. It's obviously been very hard for them to commit to things, because, especially with young kids and all of the stuff that's been moving around and all the different restrictions and expectations meant that that was really challenging. Uh, but it's still been really great to see that. And again, that's something that we're hoping we can build on heading into next year. And once again, I want to say a huge thank you to Beck, who not only navigated through our God's Gang stuff, but all of the playgroup things as well. Our Men's Shed, as I said, is this key place where there is a huge sense of community and uh, for a lot of our Men's Shed attendees, uh, they don't have a lot of other outlets. Most of them are people who are retired, a lot of them have some health challenges and so for them being able to come on a Tuesday and or a Friday and be able to spend some time with some other guys is a really significant part of their week and so they really felt it when we went into lockdown. And uh, when they were able to come back together, there was a huge sense of celebration there. And so uh, that's a really great part of the life of our church that happens each week that we don't necessarily get to see a lot of. And as I said earlier, there'll be a massive transition as uh, we work out what we do in Bob's absence heading into next year. Uh, but there's a really great group of guys that come along and are supported in that. Sparkling Diamonds, their netball club, has also felt very challenged through this year too with all of the restrictions that were put in place and games being cancelled. But one of the things that happened as a part of that is that there was an opportunity for them to do a little bit of a reset. And what I'm really encouraged about with Diamonds is that there is this recommitment to say they would really like to uh, get back to having a closer partnership with us as a church family. And so that's really exciting. Again, this year's been too complicated to work out what that looks like. Um, But we're hopeful that as we head into next year there might be some opportunity for us to connect with the families who are a part of Diamonds. There are about 100 girls that play for the club so it's a very, very significant uh, group of people and so the opportunity for us to build some relationships with some people from the community is something we're hoping can happen. Normally we would also talk about Shout for Joy as a part of what we talk about at our end of year wrap up but uh, we managed to have one service with Shout for Joy and then that was the end of that and so uh, Shout for Joy is a service that we have for people with special needs and so uh, heading into next year we'll see what happens with that. Obviously they have lots of restrictions in place as well Um, so we'll see where that lands heading into next year. In the midst of all of that, we've also had you display some significant amounts of generosity and so it was really great that we were able to still be together for two of the key parts of what we do each year that are very big outward reaching uh, initiatives. So Operation Christmas Child, we together with the Zimbabwe United Methodist Congregation that meets here on Sunday afternoons, were able to put together 54 boxes and so it's a really great reminder because we did that a while ago now, that was the end of October. It's a great reminder to us to recognise that all of those kids received presents on Christmas day, just this past week. And a whole bunch of kids might've received a present for the very, very first time. And so that's a really awesome thing for us to be able to celebrate. We also blew our expectations out of the water, pun intended, with Safe Water September, uh, which we did in September, where together we managed to raise $4,300, which is enough to be able to provide clean water to 215 people. And we talked about how this year, more than any other, it's been really important for us to be able to provide clean water for people because of the realities of what sanitation means, uh, not just clean drinking water, but clean access to water, and so that's something we can celebrate too. We also then, we weren't able to do our normal gift collection for kids uh, that we normally give to CareWorks for kids who are in difficult situations, but I know a number of you uh, went and dropped some gifts off at CareWorks on your own, and say so thank you for still participating in that. We continued to support Global Mission Partners through our Cocoa offering, and then through our Easter offering as well, and then our ongoing support of Kayleesley Children's Village. And so thank you so much for all of your generosity this year. That's a lot, and a lot of lives that are really impacted by our church family around the world, so thank you for all of that work. We also managed to do some really big foundational things this year. So the biggest of those was our car park and so we're really, really glad that that project has been done and has been completed. That's a very significant thing and a massive upgrade for us. And so once again I want to say a big thank you to Joe and to Jeff and to Roger for all the work that they did in organising that project and a big thank you to Churches of Christ who gave us a grant that covered 80% of the cost of that project. We probably wouldn't have been able to afford to do that if we had to pay for it all ourselves. So that's a really significant thing that we can be grateful for too. We also got some new chairs this year. So that was a really important thing for us because coming out of uh, COVID with all of the restrictions in place it would have been really, really hard for us to try and adapt with the bench seating that we had. And so uh, the government gave us what's called a cash flow payment, which paid for these chairs. So again, that's something we probably wouldn't have done on our own, uh, but we're really grateful because that is a big upgrade for us. We also upgraded our sound equipment this year, uh, so that was something that was very helpful particularly when we were doing the online services because our equipment that we were using was fairly inadequate for what we were trying to pull off, so that again was paid for out of that cash flow payment, so we're fortunate to have that and that's been a huge win for us in lots of other ways as well. We also had the flooring upstairs in uh, the youth area replaced thanks to a couple of people who gave us some very generous donations to be able to cover that and uh, you can see the difference that that makes. So the old blue slash (laughs) purple carpet that was up there that had lovely stains all over it has now been replaced with some really nice hard wood look uh, lino flooring uh, which is far more functional for us and is a huge upgrade so we're really grateful that that could happen too. And we replaced the carpet in the resource room as well to match this carpet. Uh, so that's a lot of stuff that got done this year in the midst of a year that was really, really hard and where we might have just thought, well, everything press pause. Actually, we got a lot of stuff done that really will set us up well for next year. Last thing I want to mention is that our finances also uh, had a significant amount of work done on them this year, and so our finances are now all completely up to date. We've moved to a new system, new reporting system, and so we're now able to get up-to-date reports on a monthly basis electronically, which is really great, and uh, we can finish our end-of-year stuff really, really quickly and put all that together and get it reviewed. So that's not something that's really, really glamorous, but it is something that's really, really important for us, and uh, Roger put a lot of work into helping all of that to happen with our bookkeeper Kiri who's taken on that responsibility and so it's great for us to be able to recognise that that's a big part of what we've been able to do this year that again sets us up well for next year. Just want to mention that uh, for the year, we will probably finish about 7% behind in our giving to our offering, uh, which given everything that's happened this year is probably a pretty good result because it still means that 93% of our offering was covered. And so once again, we want to say a big thank you to you for all of your generosity and all of the ways that you've had to adapt to giving throughout this year when it hasn't been as simple as just showing up on a Sunday. So we're grateful for your support through all of that. So... That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> and uh, I know when I was putting all of that together this week, I was just reminded that it is really easy for us to think that this year was just kind of awful and that nothing happened, it was just super long and we didn't get anywhere and it's all just been a mess but in actual fact, God's done a lot of very significant things for us and in our lives as we've moved through this year. And I know there's a number of you where there's been some significant things that God's done in your life as well. And so we want to be able to celebrate that today and say this hasn't been a total waste of a year. There are good things. And a lot of those things are actually really good things for us to build on as we head into next year and beyond. So I want to pause and just be able to say thank you to God for all of those different things. So let's pause and pray. God, we are so grateful for all that you have done in our lives through this year and in our church family through this year. We're sorry that as we talked about with our kids talk, that so often we can be focused on the donut hole and all of the things that we don't have and the things that are missing and the things that aren't right but there's so much always for us to be able to be grateful for. And as we look back on this year, there's so much for us to celebrate. And so we want to say thank you for the way in which you have continued to move us forward as a church family, uh, for all of the things that have happened that have enabled us to be able to continue to grow and transform as a church and all of the things that set us up well for next year as we think about the projects that have been done as we think about the relationships that have been strengthened, as we think about the new habits that have been formed in our lives, there's a lot that really sets us up well for what you've got for us as we head into 2021. So we want to just pause and to say thank you. Thank you so much for all the things that you are doing, all the things that you have done, and all the things that you're going to do. In your name we pray. Amen. Now I want to just wrap things up by taking a couple of moments to reflect on a psalm that I think is very helpful for us in the context of this year. Psalm 46 is a psalm that was not written for a specific moment, so lots of the psalms are written for something that someone was going through, particularly David, or because of a set of circumstances. But Psalm 46 is written as a reflection on the instability and insecurity of life, which I think is very appropriate for us <laughs> to just hold on to as we wrap this year up. Verses 1 to 3 say, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. These are beautiful words for us to be able to hold on to as we wrap this year up. God is our refuge And our strength. When we think about a refuge, we think about a shelter or a fortress. And in particular, we think about a shelter in the midst of a big storm. So if you think about the dynamics of being out in a storm where the wind is blowing and the rain is pouring down and there's thunder cracking everywhere, and then you can go somewhere that's a shelter where all of that stops, where the wind stops blowing you around, where you can dry out, where all of the noise dies down. That's the idea of who God is. Our refuge, our shelter our fortress, our protection. And God is our strength. And what's interesting in this is two pieces to this, to say God is our strength, that it's not up to us to have to be strong enough when storms come into our lives, but to be able to rely on the strength of God. But we're also told that that strength becomes our strength. There's something amazing that happens when we throw ourselves on God that God suddenly becomes our strength, that we receive God's strength in our lives as if it was our own strength. God is always ready to help in times of trouble, when we're in distress, when we're in cramped quarters is often what's talked about in different translations, constricted, where we feel like life is closing in around us. God is always ready to help. He's never too busy. He's never distracted. He's always near and close by to us. Whenever we need God, especially when we're going through difficult and challenging times, God is always there, always close by, always aware of what's happening for us. And I know a lot of us have had experiences of that this year, that as we've gone on the roller coaster that's been there, particularly as we've gone through difficult times, it's given us the opportunity to throw ourselves on God, and to allow God to be our refuge and our strength in a way that maybe we haven't experienced before. And the imagery that's used here is very, very strong. It's the imagery of earthquakes, mountains crumbling into the sea, oceans roaring. And it's really to say, even if the earth itself changes, it doesn't matter because God is God. And it says when, not if. There's an expectation that these things are going to happen. And I love the fact that verse 3 says, let the oceans roar, let the mountains tremble. (laughs) It's this sense of saying, bring it on, because we know who God is, and we know that God is our refuge and our strength. We're not afraid. We're not intimidated. We know that God will always be there for us. And then verse 10 has these beautiful words that are very familiar to us. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honoured by every nation. I will be honoured throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. This picture of being still is really about saying relax. It's the idea of letting your hands fall to your sides. Let go. Stop striving. Stop pushing. Experience a sense of calmness. And we're reminded that when we do that, when we stop striving, when we choose to let go, all of a sudden we know that God is God. We know that experientially, relationally. It's not just something that we know intellectually, but it's something that we actually experience in new ways. And then we're told that as that happens, we recognize that God is honored. Other translations talk about God being exalted which means to be lifted up or raised high. And the picture that's here is the idea of a team winning a championship or a premiership and then hoisting the coach up onto someone's shoulders or hoisting one of the key players up onto their shoulders. That's the picture that we have when we talk about God being honoured or exalted, is that God is effectively raised up onto people's shoulders to say, look how victorious God is. Look at everything that God has just done and God is the winner. The message translation puts it this way, which I think is beautiful step out of the traffic, take a long loving look at me, your high God, above politics and above everything. As we wrap up this year, we recognise that all of us at different times have had to step out of the traffic, step out of the noise and that some of the stillness has been forced upon us. Some of the letting-go-ness that we've had to experience is not something that we've chosen to do, but it's something that we've just had to embrace. And I know that for lots of us, we've then experienced God in new ways because of that. We've known God as God because we've stopped long enough. We've let go long enough to be able to experience that. The challenge for us is that that's something that's available to us 100% of the time. It's not something we have to go through really, really hard times to experience. We can make the choices ourselves to be able to stop long enough to be still and know that God is God. This psalm is really challenging us to say, is God big enough to deal with all of the things that happen in the world, all of the challenges, all of the struggles that we go through? Is God big enough to be bigger than COVID, to be bigger than poverty, to be bigger than greed, to be bigger than racial injustice, to be bigger the natural disasters? Are we willing to stop long enough to remind ourselves about who God is and to allow him to be our refuge and our strength? That's something that's available to us every day of every year. And my hope and my prayer is that as we head into next year, we can take some of the lessons that we've learned about that from this year into whatever is ahead of us. So I want to give you a couple of moments to be able to pause and to be able to reflect and think back for you as you've been through this year. Are there one or two things that you want to take into 2021? This is something that I would encourage you to do throughout the rest of this week as we wrap this year up. It might be something you want to take some time to sit down with a pen and paper and write out some of the things that have happened for you this year. Some of the lessons that you've learned and some of the things that God has taught you that you might want to take as you head into 2021. But for now, is there anything that's top of mind? Just take a moment, reflect. If you're sitting with someone else, feel free to chat with them, and uh, then we'll come back and we'll wrap things up and transition into communion. As I said, I hope that that's something that you can take into this week to do some more reflecting on. It is hard to think about the whole year in just a couple of moments. So I want to encourage you to do that. Um, And I'm going to pray that as we do move into next year, that we can take the things that God wants us to take into next year, that we can leave behind the things that God doesn't want us to take, and that we can have an extensive expectation about what God's got for us. So let's pray. God, thanks that you are our refuge and our strength, that you are always ready to help in times of trouble, that even in the darkest of times, even when it feels like everything's crumbling around us, even when it feels like the earth is falling apart, that you are still there for us, that you are still the God of the universe, the one who is to be honoured, exalted, lifted up. Thank you for the ways in which we have experienced that through this year that in the midst of the turbulence, in the midst of the struggles and the challenges, uh, in some ways we've experienced you in new and fresh ways. And as this year comes to a close, our prayer is that you would help us to take those things with us, that they wouldn't be things that just happened during this past year, but that they would be things that, again, give us a foundation to build on as we head into next year, that we can take the lessons that you want us to learn, that we can grow in the areas that you have stretched us through this year, And with the junk that's been a part of this year and the stuff that we just need to let go of and leave behind, that you would allow us to do the processing that we need to, to be able to put that behind us and to look forward for what it is that you've got for us. We thank you that every single day of every year, that we can be still and know that you are God. We pray that as we finish this year and as we start 2021, that that would be our experience on a daily basis And that will be something that we can take into all of the different places that we go, all of the different relationships that we have, all of the different conversations that we have. In your name we pray, amen.